0: Good morning. Today's reading is taken from Philippians 3 verses 10 to 16. This is on page 1180. Philippians 3 um, verses 10 to 16 on page 1180. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so, somehow, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Now that I have already obtained all this, or I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. All who are mature should take such a view of things and if on some point you think differently that, too, God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what as we have already attained. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to
1: God. God. Um, so let's keep Philippians chapter 3 open. Uh, we're going to be digging into that this morning. But first let me pray for us. Father, we ask that you would speak to us by your word and that you would change our hearts and draw us closer to you. Amen. Now, um, I've actually got a story to read for us. A fun story. Some of you might know it. Some of you might not. If not, just enjoy. It begins, Once upon a time, there was a rabbit, who, boasting he could run faster than anyone else, was forever teasing poor tortoise for how slow he was. Annoyed by all his bragging, uh, the tortoise accepted the challenge, and a course was planned, and the next day they stood at the starting line. The rabbit yawned sleepily oh, as the meek tortoise trudged off. When rabbit saw how painfully slow his rival was, he decided half asleep that he would you know, have a quick nap, catch a few winks. And so he said, I'll have catch 40 winks and I'll catch up with you in a flash. And so rabbit fell asleep. A little bit later, he woke with a start from a fitful sleep, and he gazed around the tortoise, but the creature was only a short distance away, having barely covered a third of the course. Breathing a sigh of relief, the rabbit decided he'll have breakfast as well. He saw some cabbages over there, so he went off to munch on them. And after munching on the cabbages, the sun was so warm and after having a full belly, he slowly drifted off to a deep slumber with a smile on his face, imagining the moment when he catches up to the tortoise and beats him across the finish line but the sun came down upon the horizon and tortoise kept trudging on kept pressing on pressing on towards the winning post and he, he was scarcely a yard from the finish when at that moment rabbit woke up with a jolt he could see tortoise a speck in the distance and so he went for it tongue lolling out gasping for breath just a little more and he'd be first to the finish but he was too late and tortoise got there first Tortoise had beaten him to the winning post. Poor rabbit. Tired and in disgrace, he slumped down beside Tortoise. Smiling, Tortoise just smiled silently to him and said, slowly does it every time. Now that's from Aesop's Fables. It's one of the stories that I was read when I was a child. I don't know, maybe some of us here are also familiar with it. But now let's just think about it for a minute. What was Tortoise thinking as he was trudging along, along that race towards the goal? What was he thinking? Maybe something like this. I haven't got to the finish line yet. I haven't arrived at my goal, but I must press on. One little tortoise step after another to take hold of the prize. I haven't taken hold of it yet, but I must press on. Forget what's behind, forget what's behind and press on towards what is ahead. I must press on towards the goal to win the prize. I'm not there yet, but I must press on to win the prize. We can see how maybe tortoise was thinking something along these lines as he was going for it in this race. But now, I'm going to say something very odd. You guys know Paul, big famous Bible guy? Paul was a tortoise. Yes, Paul was a tortoise. Have a look with me in Philippians chapter 3 from verse 12. And we'll see that he says pretty much the same thing that the tortoise was thinking. There from verse 12, he says, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and pressing on towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Paul says he's not there yet, but he must press on to win the prize. But of course there are some differences between Paul and the tortoise. First of all, Paul's real, and the tortoise is not. But aside from that, one of the major differences would be the prize. What was the tortoise going for? What's the prize that the tortoise is going to get? Bragging rights, right? Being able to brag and say, I beat you, rabbit, me, a tortoise, I've got there for us to win you. That's the prize for the tortoise. But for Paul, he's talking about a Christian race here in these verses, and what's the prize? What's the prize for Christians? Have a look with me at verse 10, where the reading started. Paul says, there in verse 10, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection, participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. This is the prize. All those things are wrapped up around those first five words. I want to know Christ. That's the goal for Paul. Jesus, that's the prize that's waiting ahead of him. Look there in verse 12. He says, not that I have already obtained all this, or I have already arrived at my goal. So Paul is not at the goal yet. He hasn't arrived. He hasn't obtained it yet. Verse 10, I want to know Christ. This is the prize in the, for the Christian race. It's to know Jesus in a new way. Because, of course, we as Christians, we know Jesus. We pray, we talk to him. He talks to us through his word, which is amazing. But then we will know him in a new way. The difference is kind of like Skype. Do you guys know Skype or WhatsApp video chat? It's the difference between Skype or WhatsApp video chat versus a hug. That's the difference. So now, um, my girlfriend is back in South Africa. Her name's Eileen. And um, we WhatsApp every day and we video chat almost every day. And it's fantastic. It's so great to know she's with me through all the struggles I'm going through here. I'm with her, supporting her. And it's great. We're with each other. But when I get home, then I'm going to be able to give her a hug be able to walk hand-in-hand hand with her down the beach in Amanas. It's going to be amazing. And this is the same prize for us as Christians, that one day we're going to be able to know Jesus in a new way. We're going to be able to talk to him face-to-face, face, give him a hug, shake his hand, and just say, wow, you're amazing, thank you. This is the prize that awaits God's children, to know Jesus, not in a Skype way, but in a hug way. And it's just, it's just so exciting. And... The more I, I talk to my, my girlfriend Eileen, the more I get to know her, the more excited I am to be with her. And it's the same with Jesus. The more we talk to him, the more we listen to, to him through his word, the more excited we get about meeting him one day. And this has been true in my life. I became a Christian quite, quite young. My parents brought me to church and I discovered that Jesus is my savior and my king and I need to come to him for forgiveness of sins And I did that. I believed and I trusted in him. And then I kept listening to him through his word, finding out more about him. I mean, there's an incredible summary of what he did for us back in chapter 2. It's that poetry there. It talks about how he left heaven. Jesus was there in glory and he left all that, becoming a slave or a servant just so that we could know him. He came down to rescue us for that prize, which is so that we can know him in that hug way one day. It's just, it's just so amazing. It's just so fantastically exciting that we are going to know him one day. This is the motivation for Christians, for God's children. This is our motivation to press on every day that we will one day be able to take hold of Jesus, as Paul says in verse 12. We will one day take hold of him, the one who saved us. But we're not there yet, unfortunately. Paul says this in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this, or Jesus, or have already arrived at my goal. Paul says he's not there yet. He hasn't arrived at the goal yet. He hasn't obtained Jesus yet. And again, he says it in verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of this. Taken hold of Jesus. Not yet. He hasn't taken hold of Jesus yet. Paul is not there yet. So Paul is... We already said, I already said he's like the tortoise. But actually, more than that, he's not at all like the rabbit. Because what did the rabbit do? The rabbit said, I got this. I got this. I'm going to win this race. It's in the bag, so I can go have a snooze. And sometimes we do this, do the same thing in the Christian life. We say, I had a whole bunch of Jesus yesterday. I don't need him today. I've read my Bible a whole bunch. No, I got this. I, I've, I've already arrived. I don't need to read my Bible today. I don't need to... I could tell my friend about Jesus next week. I can get that sin out of my life. I can get that out of my life next month or next year. I don't have to run the race today. No, no, we're not there yet. (coughs) Oh, There we go. We're not there yet. We're really not there yet. We mustn't be taking naps on the Christian race. We mustn't be like the rabbit. We should pray, God, forgive us arrogantly, pridefully thinking, I don't need Jesus today. I had a lot of him yesterday. I don't need to read my Bible. I had a lot of it yesterday. No. What arrogance, what pride, thinking we've already arrived when we're not there yet. So we must press on. We must repent of that attitude and press on to take hold of the prize one day, to take hold of Jesus Christ. Here's our prize. Here's our goal. And he's there. He's waiting. But we're not there yet, so we need to press on Have a look with me. Paul says this again and again in this passage. He says it there halfway through verse 12. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And again in verse 14. I press on towards the goal to win the prize which is Jesus for which God has called me heavenwards. Jesus the prize is waiting. But Paul is not there yet. And so Paul presses on towards Christ. And if you're not convinced that okay Paul did did this but maybe it doesn't apply to us. Look at verse 15, which says, All of us, then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. This is the same view as, that we are to have. We are to view the Christian race the same way Paul does. That Jesus is our prize. He's ahead of us. We're not there yet, so we must press on. This is for us as well as for Paul. This means Sunday, today, and Monday, and Tuesday and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, and then repeat until the day we finally arrive at the prize, pressing on every day, every day. And Paul gives us some advice in how to do this, there in verse 13 and 14. He says, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and pressing on towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards. Two actions there. Forgetting what is behind and pressing on towards what is ahead. Now, I'm just going to pause here for a moment to to show how... I mean, it's, it's so amazing to hear Paul saying these words, specifically Paul. Because what he had behind him was attacking Jesus. That's what is in his past. Paul, before he was converted, he went town to town, tracking down people who believed in Jesus... Chain them up and drag them off to put them in prison. That's what's behind him. That sin is behind him. Yet he's able to say, forgetting what's behind and pressing on towards what is ahead. I don't know what sin is behind you in your life, what filth is behind you. But as Paul says, you can forget what is behind and press on towards what is ahead. This is an incredible instruction, a joyous instruction. You can forget about that. Jesus already paid for it all so you can forget about it and press on towards what is ahead. The prize is waiting. And now just one more story. Growing up, I, uh, I watched this comedy called Snow Dogs. I don't know if any of you know it. It's an old movie. It's sad that I can actually say that now. But um, So it was basically about this uh, dentist in California who a so bright, sunny place, surfing, beaches, and he finds out that he's inherited a house and a whole bunch of sled dogs up in Alaska, and so dentist goes all the way into Alaska, and now he has to interact with these dogs, and it's a really funny story. Go and watch it. But at the end of the movie, there's a sled race. So I don't know if you guys know how a sled works. So you've got the sled, and the dogs are all tied to the sled, and you yell, yell, mush, and all the dogs run off and they pull the sled. And so at the end of the race, there's a end of the movie, there's a big sled race, and so he joins in. And he joins in the sled race. And the problem is, the sled race is, it's not like a normal race at school, where you run, and five, ten minutes later, if it's a marathon, you, you finish, and you go, that was long. The sled race has gone for days. You've got to go through the snowy wilderness until eventually you get to your goal. And so the guy goes. He presses on. And then night comes, gets back in his tent, wakes up the next morning, and he presses on again. Every day, you have to wake up and press on towards the goal, press on towards the race. And it's the same in the Christian life. We need to be like the tortoise, one step after each other, one step after another, not just today, but every day, pressing on a long lifetime marathon until eventually we arrive at the goal. And Paul gives us two incredible truths to encourage us as we press on each day. And the first is there in verse 12. He says that Jesus is holding us. Look there in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this, or already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. If you're a Christian, Jesus has taken hold of you and he is leading you to himself. So back home, uh, uh, when we would uh, invite people over to have a braai or a barbecue, uh, as uh, the British call it, um, often I would would go and play with the kids so that the moms could have a relax and they could uh, chat to one another. So I would go around and we'd have great adventures in the garden, around the pool, whatever, but I would always keep my eyes on the parents, because when I see them packing up, I know it's time to bring the child back. And so I would know that the child needs to go back to their parents, so I'd be holding its hand and I'd be leading it back. But... To children, they don't recognize what time it is. So the child wants to go that way to the pool, wants to go to the grass, wants to go to the ball, anything. They want to go wander all over. But I know the child needs to go back to their parent. And so I lead them where they need to go. And that's what Jesus does for us. He is holding us by our hand. And He is leading us to Himself, to the prize, every day. And He will never, ever let you go. The Christian race is not about coming first, second, or third, it's about finishing. And we can know that Jesus is holding us and he is leading us to himself. That's such a wonderful, encouraging truth. And so equip yourself with that each morning this week and forevermore, knowing that Jesus is holding you and helping you, leading you along this race. And the second truth that Paul gives us is this, that God, our Father, is calling us. He's calling us to himself, to the prize. It's there in verse 14. Paul says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We all know that, that moment as parents or as children where the parents shout, Supper! or something like that and all the kids come running. Parents call their children and they come most of the time. But when, and it's the same for God. He calls us. He's calling us heavenward. He's calling us homeward. And it's not dinner, but it's the prize. He's calling us towards the prize, which is Jesus Christ, knowing him in that new way, that hug way, not that Skype way. God himself is calling us home, and his call will never fail. And so you can equip yourself with these two amazing truths, that Jesus is holding you as we press on like the tortoise, and God is calling us towards the prize as we press on like the tortoise. So, Jesus is our goal, but we're not there yet. So let's press on today, tomorrow, and until we arrive at the goal. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you that this amazing prize is waiting for us. Help us as we press on today, tomorrow, and until we arrive at our goal. Amen.